Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Thanksgiving time, everybody, and it's also that time of the month where you, the patrons, have been kind enough to give us money, and for that, we do a commentary track every single month for you, the lovely patrons. My name is Jason Robbins. My name is Derek Diamond. Oh, and my name is Wally Phelps. I forget that you don't stop to introduce me anymore. (laughs) No, we don't have to. Everybody knows who you are. (laughs) If you are a new patron and you don't know who Wally Phelps is, he's the official NCR fact checker, Mr. Wally Phelps. And, yes, uh, yes. was also his longtime friend of mine and co-host of the Pop Culture Palette podcast, which you can now listen to on the Patreon because once a month, guess what? I release a Pop Culture Palette Rewind, which uh, this month I decided to release uh, the episode entitled Chewy, We're Home, where we had just seen the very first trailer for the Force Awakens, and I uh, was interested to go back and listen to see uh, how hopeful we were, <laughs> how what things we got right, what things we got wrong. So I think it was an interesting episode to go back and, and post for everybody to listen to. Well, hell, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to support the show now. Yeah, you will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going My... to donate a hundred dollars. <laughs> My don't, how times don't... have changed since then. Don't do that because if you get us to a hundred right. bucks, then I got to do Final Fantasy. <laughs> you don't think I know this? <laughs> <laughs> so, starting with you, Derek, how was your Thanksgiving? It was good. Pretty, pretty low key. Went to uh, visit the family. Uh, visited Samantha's family. So, pretty much just spent the entire day eating and uh, just socializing. So, pretty, pretty low key um, Thanksgiving for the most part. Awesome. What about you, Wally? Uh, it was pretty good, and uh, you know, I've got to. I've got to. This is going to sound kind of random. Have you seen uh, Frozen Two, Derek? I have not. Well, there there is a scene that when it comes up, I think about you, and there's a 
there's a part where Olaf is wandering in the forest by himself, scared and alone, and he's like, Anna, Elsa, Samantha. I don't even yeah, know yeah. a Samantha. And I and I, and I think of this. So you picture Derek walking around lonely in a forest, like <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that may or may not have happened before. That's so funny. Well, I, I, I've got to say, uh, my Thanksgiving was really, really good. Um, spent some time with uh, my little girl. Um, got to come home and watch some movies. I showed her uh, Spider-Man 2 for the first time because she's going to need to know who these people are in the new Spider-Man movie. <laughs> it's uh, a little bit of education. Awesome. Uh, I was fine until I ended up with uh, some sort of stomach virus, and uh, I've been feeling like uh, the floor of a taxi cab the last few mm. days, so I'm finally starting to feel, I'm at about 80% right now, so I thought this was a good time for us to do the commentary track <laughs> for this month, which we are doing Toy Story. Toy Story uh, was tied with um, planes, trains, and automobiles, and then Derek did a coin toss, and Toy Story 1, so that's what we're going to watch tonight, and um, if you know how we do this, if you don't know how we do this, how we do this is all three of us, we're watching this on Disney+, Plus. it's it's available on Disney+, Plus. Um, we are at the 0000 mark, all three of us, I'm going to count down from three, I'm going to say three, two, one, and go, and on go, we're all going to hit the play button, does everyone understand the rules? I understand. Are yep. you gentlemen, are you ready? Yes. Mm-hmm. Here we go. In three, two, one, go. So tranquil. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. I, I did want to say. I love this Disney ahead. opening. It's my I favorite do too. One. It looks so good. I did want to say really quick in a way, I'm happy planes, trains, and automobiles didn't win because next year is actually the 35 year anniversary <gasps> of the movie. Oh, oh yeah. that makes sense. That's perfect. So, Timing was was actually good, but I, I'm more than happy to go back and watch Toy Story. This was one of the most important films in my childhood. Right. Well, it, it was the very first movie I ever wrote a movie review for. Oh, and really? It also came out on Thanksgiving 1995, so I yep. thought that was fitting. I was in, uh, I think, when, what year did this come out? 93 or 94? 95. 95. 95. Uh, I must have been, it must have been in the, uh, right as I graduated college or high school because I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. And, uh, so as soon as I saw this, I knew I wanted to be a computer animator. So I started Mm. applying to every single college I could find. And, uh, I was actually got accepted to go to the art Institute of Houston, but, uh, I didn't get to go because didn't have the money. It was very, very expensive to go there. Yeah. Well, talking of expensive schools, most of the people who worked on this movie uh, came from CalArts, which is a art school that was actually started by Walt Disney. Yeah. Well, this was when this movie came out is when they started doing all the computer animation programs at all the colleges, like Full Sail. Uh, mm-hmm. art institutes around the country so it was kind of a it was a new thing but it was like this movie really like pushed it to the forefront right 
Well, it put an animation style on the map, too, because I remember being I was nine when this movie came out and I don't remember ever seeing anything like it before. Right. What's crazy is looking at it now, it still looks perfect. Like you would think looking back at it would be kind of like, oh, this is a older, you know, computer animation look. But no, it's still (laughs) way ahead of its time. It it looks better than you know, TV series do sometimes nowadays. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's interesting because the this is not the first movie that John Lasseter, who's the director writer of this film, wanted to make in 3D, uh, computer generated. He actually was working on the Brave Little Toaster, and that <clears throat> movie um, never got off the ground with him. In fact, it got him fired. Really? <laughs> yeah, he went into the offices and pitched it, and uh, he had already done a like a like a test of computer generated graphics in conjunction with traditional hand drawn for a version of where the wild things are that Disney was developing. And with that test in hand, he's like, "Look, let's try to make the brave little toaster into the first fully." computer generated film of all time and and then of course the uh head of disney studios at the time was like well it will it make it cheaper he's like no actually it will be more expensive well will it take less time to make no it'll take longer (laughs) we'll let you know (laughs) and later that day he got fired oh wow i did not know that yeah i didn't either also notice joss whedon was one of the right yeah the i was just about to point that out <laughs> and also a shout out to uh randy newman for probably one of the most iconic theme songs of all time oh absolutely uh, yes i love you randy newman he has like the worst voice ever but his, his songs <laughs> are always so good but right. he makes it work though you got a friend in me he knows his limitations, <laughs> and he, he he plays to those. Oh yeah, he's he stays he, right in that Randy Newman pocket. He accentuates the positives and hides the negatives. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, Tom Hanks as Woody, um, <clears throat> the great is, Don Rickles as Mr. Potato Head. Which you know Don I didn't knew, know until I think maybe you told me this, Wally, where his brother does the voice of Woody for like, um. Uh, the, the shorts and things like that. of yeah of, of toy story media uh only the movies is tom hanks um with his brother playing woody in all of the different That's, shorts the, the ult- commercials it's the ultimate second child syndrome right <laughs> you don't get to be in the movies you got to be in the commercials well you know and the thing is is that uh Tom Hanks actually requested that his brother do it because he's like, you know, uh, why don't you throw some money at my brother? You know, I'm going to be too busy to do all of this, but he's not. And he sounds just like me. <laughs> Jim Varney, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Jim Varney. Yes. Ernest P. Whirl. Know what I mean? It's amazing how Ernest became such a cultural phenomenon in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Right. I still have this VHS tape called Vern, uh, no, uh, Ernest's Greatest Hits. It's actually on YouTube you can watch. It's all the old commercials that he did. That's like interesting. The local commercials that he did. They're so funny and weird. Look at the uh, books in the background uh, of the podium. 
uh, you will see the titles of all the shorts that Pixar made before this. Like Knickknack and Tin Toy. That was another thing, too, why I liked going to see the Pixar movies in theaters is watching the shorts before right. the films because they were they were really good. And I remember they finally released a collection a few years ago on Blu-ray of all their shorts. What was the short they put before this one? I believe it was Tin Toy. I believe you're right. It could have been Knickknack. It was either Tin Toy or Knickknack. I'll have to look that up. Hmm. Yeah, I'm looking that up right now. The very first one they ever did was the one with the B, right? Uh, yeah. It was Tin Toy. It was Tin Toy, okay. Knickknack was before Finding Nemo. Uh, Wally B, I believe, was the name of that short that you're talking about, Jay. So, you know, Pixar was created as a uh, division of Lucasfilm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was bought by Steve Jobs, wasn't it? Correct. It was owned by Steve Jobs at the time of Toy Story. Um, Ed Catmull and John Lasseter were really the driving forces behind Pixar. It's amazing the 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 things that came out of Lucasfilm that have affected film, right over the last forty years. Industrial art and magic, uh, light and magic, uh, Pixar, uh, THX, Skywalker Sound, yeah, yeah, Skywalker Sound. Howard the Duck. <laughs> I almost bought a such Howard a the subtle Duck joke, DVD but the so other great. Day. <laughs> it's funny how this movie almost didn't actually even get made they almost pulled the plug multiple times is this the one it where it didn't work right is this the one where um they somebody did something wrong and almost erased the entire movie or they did erase that it, was but... two that was toy story two um somebody did something incorrectly and slowly the movie was disappearing itself <laughs> can you imagine right no. <laughs> Luckily, somebody had a copy of the movie at home. <laughs> and they, they, they put the, their computer into the car with, surrounded by pillows and stuff. And uh, it wasn't the entirety of the work that they had done, but, you know. Close enough. <laughs> close enough. We don't have to do the whole movie over again. God, that would suck. Can you imagine being that person being like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. <laughs> they never name who it is and the different things that you see about it. But, you know, whoever <laughs> it is knows who they are. <laughs> yeah. And they probably got fired that day. Right. I would wake up in cold sweats for weeks <laughs> after that. <laughs> Arlie Ermey. One of the greatest voices for military man oh absolutely ever yeah he had a niche and he stuck with it mm -hmm. i love the little details that you know 
had to be difficult for them to do at this point in computer because Jurassic Park was only two years before this. Yeah. I actually watched that movie the other day. Still holds up. Absolutely. It really makes you wonder what animation would be like if this movie had not been made. Right. I'm sure would we still it would have happened. It would have happened eventually, but was there some sort of parallel thinking happening out there where somebody else was trying to get a, a computer animated film off the ground? Because I can't think of anything in animation history like this. I don't know. What was there any other movies that came out around this time that were animated like this? No, uh, th- this came out. Then I remember the reboot cartoon had the same animation style. Yeah, when did that happen? Let me see. Well, you know, animation was happening in commercials yep. and stuff like that. Yeah, because that's what Pixar was doing at the time. Like, remember the Listerine commercials? Yeah, where the Listerine would fly over the screen. That was all <laughs> Pixar. Um, but I remember that commercial. Was that the one with that jungle song in it? Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. yeah. <laughs> Reboot, Reboot was ninety four. Year before this. So yep, ninety four. Hmm. So many presents. I feel his presence. I'm sorry. <laughs> Mrs. Right. Potato Head. Mrs. Potato Head. Come on what, now. What's his name? Who? Uh, who was Don Cl- Rickles? Not not. Oh, Don Cliff. Rickles. Cliff. Oh, uh, Cheers. John Ratzenberger. Yeah, John Ratzenberger. Hey, yeah, I love John Ratzenberger. You know, he's in every Pixar movie except for one, I believe. (laughs) Hey, he was in Empire Strikes Back. Yes, he was. He was the guy that told Princess Leia that that, uh, General uh, Solo hadn't come back yet. And you can't tell it's him because they overdubbed his voice. Then he went to go try and find his friend, Norm. (laughs) Norm! Norm! (laughs) Would have been funny (laughs) if he was in uh, Empire Strikes Back and he goes up to the princess. He's like, hey, uh, you know, princess, uh, you know the Millennium (laughs) Falcon, like, spouts out some (laughs) weird bit of factoid. (laughs) Here's a little known fact. Little known fact. You know, that box is huge for, for... this (laughs) this <laughs> for for what this ends up being yeah <laughs> i love what you mean about the weird little details uh wally like the back of the uh and <clears throat> back of the soldiers there he's got like the little little flecks of plastic yeah, the mold yeah. line thing in the back that all of those had. And it's almost transparent. Right. 
feel bad for this uh, action figure at the door. <laughs> Annie Potts, by the way, is uh, Bo Peep. Oh, yep. Janine Melnitz herself from my staff. <laughs> Looking at Mickey Mouse watch on the wall, by the way. Wallace Shawn as uh, Rex. So he says. <laughs> For you Wallace Shawn fans out there, he was. Uh, oh, what was his name in the Princess Bride? Um, it was uh, Vizzini. Vizzini. Pretty inconceivable that you wouldn't have remembered that. I know. I couldn't. I kept thinking Vincent. I'm like, it's not Vincent. I see what you did there, Wally. Ladies and gentlemen, Lunar Larry. That word. I don't know. I think it means what you think it means. Tim Allen, star of Home Improvement. He sounds just like that tool guy. <laughs> what do you guys think of Chris Evans voicing Buzz in the Lightyear movie instead of Tim Allen? I'm all right with it. Same. Eh, I'm okay with it. I don't really have any opinion one way or another. Right. See, the thing is... <laughs> Uh, it's supposed to be about the guy who the movie was based on. The, the Apparently there was a light year movie in the 90s. Mm -hmm. And that's what this movie is supposed to be. It's supposed to be the movie that the TV series that this toy is based off of is from. <laughs> <laughs> that's not confusing. Right. I'm kind of hoping it ends with Andy watching like the end of the movie. Yeah. <clears throat> it's crazy how Toy Story has still held up with kids all this time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They aren't nearly as bored with it as we are. <laughs> I mean, this movie's probably going to stand the test. Of, I mean, it's definitely has stood the test of time, but it's going to be around long after we're dead. Right. It's for sure. It's almost 20 years old at this point, which makes me so old. It is over right. 20 years old. Yeah. Wait, it's, uh, is it? Hold yeah. on a second. My God. Yes. It's 26. It's almost 26. <laughs> Wow, it's almost 30 years old. And like you go to Walmart and there's still Buzz Lightyear toys. There's still. Uh, well, they do a really good job of keeping Toy Story in the mind of yeah. everybody, you know? I mean, they're, uh, you, they're, you go to Disney and like it's just like it just vomited Woody everywhere. That is. That is my favorite genre of pornography. I'm sorry. I have to. <laughs> Vomiting Woody. <laughs> uh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but, uh, this, 
the name of my next short film. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but uh, what I was trying to say is the yeah, you go to a Disney go to Disney World. There's Toy Story stuff everywhere. Number one. But uh, there's also a whole land dedicated to Toy Story now. Yep. Yep. I uh, went to it last month. How was it? I haven't been. Oh, it was great. Like I, when you walk in, there's um, it's right next to Galaxy's Edge, mm -hmm. which I think is perfect because you walk into Toy Story Land. There's a giant statue of Woody where you can like have your picture taken. Mm -hmm. And then you walk in and everything looks like it's made out of a toy take your everything from the giant the... woody exactly that's right that's where they erected it <laughs> everything from the <laughs> jesus <laughs> uh, <laughs> In... anyway <clears throat> uh, everything just from the minute detail of the railing that looks like you know an erector set uh it all just looks you look like you're in the movie. Like everything is made out of a toy. It's what it looks like. And Why does this whole conversation sound like porn? Erector sets and giant woodies. Uh, <laughs> Buzz. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, there is, the whole conceit is that it's supposed to be Andy's backyard. Yep. Um, which raises some questions since Andy doesn't own the toys anymore, but that's beside the point. Um, it, but at the same time, there is, uh, if you ask somebody about, it used to, I don't know if it's still like this, but it used to be if you ask somebody about Star Wars land or whatever, uh, they were they were supposed to say something along the lines of, well, that's where Andy keeps all the Star Wars toys. Hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, and that's, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, like I said, I haven't been there since Toy Story Land or uh, Star Wars Land opened, so I don't know. They're both great. <clears throat> this is actually my favorite song from this movie. So what do you, you know, guys and, think about the sequels, like 2, 3, and 4? <clears throat> I, I liked 2 better than 1. I liked three better than two. And four is just unnecessary, but I'm not mad that it exists. I, I feel the exact same way. I didn't hate the fourth movie, but the third one ended so perfectly. Right. I could go yeah. without the fourth. Exactly. The, the fourth just felt like an extended special to me. That's what it felt like. Me. Yeah. I was just going to say it felt more like a, a it, it would be a, the, a, a TV movie version of toy right story. the toy story of terror or yeah uh, you know one of those which means that you know it's not bad but it's not what i mean it's not part of the story <laughs> you know it just feels like it feels like a side mission so to speak you know like <laughs> like like rogue one <laughs> you know? yeah. we don't need it but it's nice to have i guess <laughs> well to talk about the third one for a second I remember when that was first announced, I initially thought, <laughs> is it really necessary? But when I read what the story was going to be about, I thought, okay, this, this is going to work. And right. there's been very few movies that have gotten me teary eyed. The end of toy story three did. Right. Oh my God. The incinerator scene. Yeah. Almost murdered yeah. me to death. <laughs> 
But the end when Andy leaves, you know, his toys behind and he's driving off in the distance and Woody says, so long, partner. Yeah, Like it was oh, like I, I felt like I grew up with that moment. You know, what's interesting. I have the Toy Story trilogy, the first three movies in a box set and the box looks like Andy's toy toy box. That's cool. I love that. Uh, I'll take a picture of it and put it online, but it, it's I'm looking at it right now. It's weird because it just kind of sticks out of my DVD collection. <laughs> you know, it's, there's like top secret Toy Story, <laughs> which is all out. And then Tropic Thunder. <laughs> Andy has accepted him. You are now a part of the tribe. Excellent. This is all scratched up. Bo Peep, what do you want? <laughs> I mean, of all the voices, I mean, you know, uh, Don Rickles is a pretty controversial pick to do a children's movie. <laughs> you know, but at the, at the same time, I didn't know who he was in 1995, you know? But it's, it's like, so weird, like, Don Rickles still, for all the horrible things he said <laughs> in his comedy back in the day, nobody says anything about it. Almost like he was allowed to. I mean, I think he was kind of, I mean, you know, but he was an insult comic. That was his stick. Yeah. So, you know, and it's a, whenever it comes to com comedy, there's some comedians out there who are under the impression that you have to be able to do, do roasts or insults in order to be able to be taken seriously. I don't think that's true, but it's, you know, it, it's something that, I believe all comedians run into at some point, you know? Yeah. So the fact that Rickles made a whole shtick about that is a miracle, I think, because... Well, that, like you said, that's his whole act. Yeah, he, the whole thing, start to finish. It was all crowd work. Like, it, just him insulting the audience. Like, that's right. all he did. Like, and that's... <laughs> his appearances on Leno, for example, have been some of the funniest things I've ever seen because of the fact that he would just make mercilessly make fun of both Leno and the show the whole time. <laughs> and, you know, like, like, so, oh, so you finally brought me out here. You, you did like uh, 20 minutes of, of garbage. And I can't believe there's still people in the audience, you know, just <laughs> yeah. stuff, stuff like that. That's just so, you know what's funny about this movie is every neighborhood. I, I even had a kid when I was a kid had a had a kid who lived down the street that was pretty much this kid, Sid. I was kind of this kid. Were you? Like, if I had toys and didn't want anymore, I would do some pretty horrific things to him. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, but at the same time, I did it in the in the vein of me going. I bet this would be cool in a movie, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so like my dad used to have these like uh, little cages. I don't even remember what they were for. I think they were like, uh, like crab traps. You know how they, they have the little hole in the, in the middle and they, they're made out of metal, but he never used them because they were broken. Yeah. And what I would do is I would wrap them up like presents and I would 
decorate them to look like houses and shit. And then I would spray paint them and to make them look, you know, nice. And what would, what I would do is I would have like toys in the windows and while they were still wet with this flammable, (laughs) flammable uh, spray paint, I would set fire to them. (laughs) So you were Sid. (laughs) Learning so much about Wally on this commentary track. I know. (laughs) Pizza plant. What I'm trying to say is Sid is the hero of this film. He's just very imaginative. You know, they mentioned Pizza Planet. I really want to go eat at Rizzo's again. I it's heard still that there. was terrible. <laughs> really? I liked it. Yeah. I thought it was good pizza. I've never ate there, but it's still there. If it's the same pizza as what it was when it was Pizza Planet, then it was not good pizza. No, it was pretty decent pizza when I went. Because Rizzo's is where Pizza Planet used to be. Huh. You know, I noticed when we went to Disney last month, I saw a ton of people wearing Pizza Planet shirts. Yeah. It was crazy. Like out of all the Toy Story, like merch you could be wearing, I think everyone. I think it's Planet. because that's grown up enough. You know, it's subtle enough yeah. for an adult to be able to wear it. You know what it is, but yeah. also it's not childish. If that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was really cool. Right. I was just surprised at you know, like every park we went to, I would see at least three to four people wearing a Pizza Planet shirt. Right. Like, I'd wear a Pizza Planet shirt. Yeah, same. I don't remember this part. You don't remember where Woody tries to kill Buzz? <laughs> this is literally the call to action. I just don't remember this exact part. Willem Scream? It's been a while since yep. I've seen this. Now, in the original version, this was a lot more of a murder attempt. <laughs> <laughs> in the version that uh the filmmakers call the black friday version <laughs> see yeah, they yeah. were noted to death by by jeffrey katzenberg katzenberg was the head of disney animation at the time and they he kept giving them notes and you know you need to make woody more edgy or you need to do this and that and the other thing and they did. They did everything that they said that they were supposed to. And then whenever they screened the film for the first time at Disney's screening room in the, in the um, um, what do they call it? I think, it, uh, oh, I forgot that what they call the actual room that they, it's like the hot box or something like that. And what they did was after it was over with, everybody was like, why is this so bad? And the short answer was, well, it's not your movie anymore. And with that information, they decided, you know what? We're going to go back to what it was and fuck them because they're probably going to cancel it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. And we got what we got. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, all right, I'll take what used to be my favorite toy. <laughs> Jeepus. Look at that <clears throat> minivan. Andy's mom's kind of hot. 
I was waiting for that. <laughs> Laurie Metcalf is actually the uh, oh A one one three is actually the uh, the uh, classroom number for the CalArts building that they all went to school at. Oh yeah. Oh really? I, I remember seeing that on the on something. Uh, but it's it, it makes an appearance in most of these movies. In fact, it even makes an appearance in Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Was it? Didn't they do? Wasn't there a Pixar documentary on Disney Plus? Uh, the Pixar story might be on there. I think so. I think that's where I saw that. The Pixar story is a wonderful uh, documentary about how Pixar came to be. You know, before Lasseter was a serial hugger <laughs> <laughs> that had to be ousted from the company. That's so stupid. Which right. is also why Toy Story 4 ended up being the way it was, because Lasseter was the one making the movie. And then in the middle of production, he got he got out, you know, he got fired. Uh, now Andrew Stanton is the head of Pixar, which is a good pick because he made a bunch of really good movies. And one bad one. <laughs> he, I, I believe he's the one that directed John Carter of Mars. Oh, boy. Which was supposed to be the first live action Pixar movie. You know, and I've then never when they realized that. how bad it was, they decided to change it to Disney so Pixar wouldn't have that mark against them. <laughs> you know, I've never seen John Carter from Mars. Me neither. One of my favorite lines is about to come up. Dun, dun, dun. They gone. Well, now what? Also, just so everybody knows, Dynaco is one of the sponsors of the race cars and cars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a uh, parody of Sinclair Oil, which was an oil company uh, forever ago. But they had a display about uh, dinosaurs at the 1964-65 World's Fair. I know way too much about everything. I apologize. <laughs> no, I, lo- I love it. <laughs> That's why we have you on these commentary tracks. In fact, if you uh, look them up, you can actually see where some of the Sinclair dinosaurs from that World's Fair is still available for uh, viewing. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Where? Oh, all over the different places. Uh, some of them at museums. Some of them are actually in um, a picnic area in, in some state. I mean, it, I don't remember all of them. There were a lot of dinosaurs. But... Speaking, <laughs> speaking of dinosaurs, you know where? I, you know what I want to see before I die? I want to see those big concrete dinosaurs that were in um, the Wizard and uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yeah. California. Hmm. Okay. It's about to happen. You are a toy. Okay. Here's my favorite line after, at, right after this. <laughs> you are a sad, strange little man, and you have my pity. Farewell. Uh, love it. <laughs> <laughs> The Pizza Planet truck appears in all but one uh, film. 
from uh, Pixar? I can't remember what movie it didn't show up in. <laughs> I wish I could eat pizza right now. Pizza sounds good, but if I eat pizza right now, I might die. <laughs> I had some earlier, but I had corn chowder, chowder for dinner. <laughs> I've been living on soup and orange juice the last two days. Oh, oh yeah, because your stomach bug. The one Pixar film that the Pizza Planet truck did not appear in was The Incredibles. Oh, okay. That's right. Huh. You would think it would be brave, but no, it's in there. <laughs> Thanks for the directions, dude. Yo. Yo. <laughs> That's right. Oh, <laughs> my ass. <laughs> Crat FM. I love how he, I love how he needs a seatbelt. Yeah. Supernova burger. Why does he have fountain drinks in the bed of his truck? Where else do you put yours? In the garbage. Oh. Well, don't look yeah, at God, my truck. <laughs> God, God forbid we put them where we're supposed to. Interestingly enough, this is a uh, callback to, not really a callback, but that is supposed to look like the uh, the uh, spaceship that was right outside flight to the moon in Disneyland. Hmm. That is an, I was going to say it's an elaborate pizza place. It really is. The security is top notch. <laughs> exactly. At Chuck E. Cheese, they just stamp your hand with a with a stamp to match you with your kid. And do you have the same stamp number? That's not your child. <laughs> this makes me think of the Toy Story video game. Because this was actually a level where you had to you know get in the cup or whatever and get into Pizza Planet. Was there a Toy Story video game was one of the rare uh, tie-in video game tie-ins that wasn't bad. Was it a Super Nintendo game? Yeah, it was on both the SNES and the Genesis. I might have to to do a review of that. They had it on display at Epcot's Innovations in the section where uh, you could test out new Sega games. <laughs> Whacking alien. Alien slime sounds delicious, by the way. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Like Mountain Dew. Why is that not a, a specialty drink at Disney World? Every one of these arcade machines are real. No, they're not. I'm kidding. <laughs> the look at the game Do Unto Others. What the what the hell is that? I feel like there's a story there. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who knew that these would be so iconic? I know. They were the minions of their day. Yes, they were. Talk about a missed opportunity.
the claw. This is one of the most clever things in a children's movie. <laughs> Spoilers, you're, you're not. You're not. <laughs> <clears throat> so here's a question. If Buzz believes he's the actual Buzz Lightyear, why does he go into toy mode when humans are around? That's a very good question. And the answer is shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you ever watch the uh the uh what do they call it? The um Movie pitches the 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 uh, what are they you know the from college humor where they pitching the movies yeah uh, that'd be one of those things where it's like I'm just gonna have to get, ask you to get all the way off of my back on that one yep <laughs> like why does he keep doing that so the movie can happen the correct answer is it's what's in the script. Well, at least they get a free ride close to home now. That's true. True. How convenient. <laughs> in real life, if you landed in grass like that on a skateboard, you would die. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you would have a mouthful of grass. You, well, at that angle, he would have had a concussion for sure. Notice that oh, no. uh, the carpeting at Sid's house is from The Shining. I never noticed that. What a horrible, horrible kid. <laughs> right. Makes you wonder what happened to him to make him that way. I mean, he's displaying psychopathic tendencies, so. I mean, the I love explosives uh, yeah. sign is a little on the nose, but okay. Ladies and, and the random Benford toolbox. <laughs> tool <laughs> I don't believe that man's ever been to medical school. One <laughs> 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 uh, of my favorite lines. I don't know. I like it. Whatever she says, it's not true. Is also <laughs> How does he get the toy <laughs> parts to float in the lava lamp without melting? Another good question. We so are going to die. Can happen. <laughs> Welcome to the House of Horrors. <laughs> All of a sudden he hears, 
Mrs. Torrance. No, no, this is fine. <laughs> Red Ram. <laughs> I love this part here. You know, I love that buzz is glow in the dark. I do too. <laughs> we can blink him to death. I miss Tom Hanks doing comedy. I do too. He's great as a serious actor, but I think I like his comedy more. I want to see that new movie he's in, the one about the robot where he built it's like the yeah, after, after it, the apocalypse he builds a robot. I heard it's not good, but I still would like to see it. What's it called? Same. Finch? I think like so. Something like that, yeah. It is Finch. Ah. There's a there's a movie being made about the making of Disneyland. And I want him to play Walt Disney again. I still never saw that movie. I wanted I to I haven't I either never got around to it. What? I know, I know. My favorite part of it is they're in there with the Sherman brothers, you know, the guys who wrote yeah. all the music for Mary Poppins. And uh, <laughs> uh, P.L. Travers, the writer of uh, Mary Poppins, says something to anger him, uh, one, one of the brothers, and he stomps off and he has a pronounced limp. And she asks, she asks his brother, why is he limp like that? He was shot. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> like, that's pretty funny. <laughs> I know a lot of people would pay a lot of money for that. That dried milk on that spoon is really interesting. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing that? Ugh. Ladies and gentlemen, the oh, ugliest boy. dog that's ever lived. <clears throat> Even the wallpaper is the same pattern. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh no. Oh, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, it's oh fine, shit. It's oh, fine, it's fine. No. I really the dog is the only thing that dates this movie. <laughs> yeah. It's not a great model. No. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. And now he Whoa. finds out he's a toy. Dun, Ladies dun, and gentlemen, dun. Penn Gillette is the voice of this commercial. Really? Mm-hmm. I wonder how much he got paid to do that. Probably not a lot. <laughs> I mean, he was the voice of Comedy Central at the time. Yeah. As Toy Bond. I listened to his podcast, uh, um, Penn Sunday School. Yeah. I like watching Fool Us, and uh, I really enjoyed his HBO series, Bullshit. Yeah. I really like Fool Us. It's hard to watch. I used to have them on uh, YouTube, but after they still it... got them on YouTube, huh? They still got them on YouTube. I haven't been. Able... I really because last yeah. time I searched for them, I couldn't find them. Like I literally was suggested a bunch of them yesterday. Because huh. I used to I watch on the CW them. app on my upstairs TV, but. They only keep like six, three or four episodes at a time before they delete them off of there. Well, that's a load of shit. Yeah, no. This is this is heartbreaking. It really is. Another good song by Randy Newman. Correct. Yes. Nope. That's a great shot. Yeah. <laughs> Just a look on his face. Good thing he has a helmet. Yeah. Oh, never mind. He's no longer armed. 
<laughs> I am unarmed. He's just like, ah, fuck it. You know, in 95, a Buzz Lightyear toy that did everything this Buzz Lightyear toy does was $50. Yeah. I believe it. In today's money, that is how much? That's around 100 bucks. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> and they couldn't keep them on the shelves. Yeah, 50 bucks was still a good chunk of change back then. And you you think about it, that's what video games used to cost. Yeah. Hell, back in the 80s, brand new games were 50 bucks. Now, they were more than that in some cases. Yeah. Like, uh, Donkey Kong Country was 89.99 when it first came out. I remember uh, Virtual Racing was $115, and it was like, what? I remember paying $50 for Metroid back in 1988. Yeah. I had to put it on the layaway. <laughs> I remember I put I put uh twisted metal tube on layaway. <clears throat> Sucking down Darjeeling. <laughs> Marie Antoinette, her little sister. You know, they make a Funko Pop of this, and instead of Buzz Lightyear, it says uh, Mrs. Nesbitt as who it is. I need that. <laughs> I'm going to look that up when we're done. <laughs> I can't even fly out a window. <laughs> How about three out of five? <laughs> He's got a hell of an arm. Yeah, he does. Right? <laughs> uh, good stuff classic <laughs> this, is, this is one of the best bits of business in this whole thing yeah 
<laughs> I mean, what is he gonna vomit? He doesn't eat. Oh, poor Slinky. Why doesn't he go reattach the arm? They're just misunderstood monsters. Yeah. You put them back together. I love the muscular duck thing. Oh, I do too. It's my favorite. What do you order that from China? If this, if this took place in the South, it would be called the Biggin. <laughs> Correct. Yes. <clears throat> Buzz has wings. Uh, mega dork. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is that like a band or? Maybe. I assume it's the takeoff of Mega Dork. Ah, look, Benford Tools. Yeah. I never noticed that. <laughs> So they actually live in the uh, the home the home improvement universe. That's it's in the home improvement extended universe. <laughs> uh? Uh? Wonder what's in the box. <laughs> what's in the box? It's interesting because it's Eggman movers. No Robotnik started a moving company, <laughs> right?
all part of his nefarious plans, no doubt. To get that pesky hedgehog. How long has it been since you guys have watched this movie? Um, I would say at least a decade. Uh, maybe a year. <laughs> uh, probably closer to a decade for me. Like I, 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 I watched this movie quite a bit. It's one of those movies that, like, I haven't seen it in a long time, but I can still remember it pretty much scene by scene. I remember the last time I watched it, I think it was still on Netflix. Oh, good Lord. That has been a long time. Like I said, I had it on DVD. So I've been, uh, you know. No, I remember uh, my ex-wife had it on DVD and I watched it on DVD. Because I watched the extra features. That's a few years ago then. Yeah. Yeah. So half a decade ago. Yeah, well, somewhere between five and ten years ago. You're a toy. You're a toy, but, Harry. But I think do, it speaks do, do, do. to it speaks to the impact of movies like this when you can go extended period of time without seeing them, but you still remember pretty much the whole thing. Yeah. Right. Well, like I remember a... most of the dialogue, how the movie flows, all of it. Yeah. Well, the characters are so well drawn, and I yeah. don't mean that in an artistic way. I mean that in a, you know, it, it's characters you feel like have been around forever. Yes. Even though these characters weren't around when I was a child, child, I mean, I was 14 when it came out, so it and... wasn't. It wasn't always a stable of my, uh, you know, young life. Well, I think all of them make an impression, too. You know, even characters like Rex and the RC car, like they're not in the movie all that much, but you still remember them. Yeah. Right. We have such a great uh, voice actors, too, that give them like they have people who have distinct voices and give those characters like you hear those voices and you immediately kind of know who those characters are. Yeah. Yeah. And the story is simple. I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's like, I guess the simplicity of the story, the character development, like it's just, everything just works. This is one of the funnier moments from the movie to me. Eggman. Eggman movers. We gotta catch that Eggman. <laughs> Shouldn't Woody be pushing in the opposite direction? He, he I think he's confused. Uh, good stuff. I'm fine. Nope.
Doesn't that seem kind of dangerous to have barbed wire around your, the head of your bed? Yeah. You would think. Who is this, Mick Foley? <laughs> <laughs> bang, Mick, bang. Mick Foley is a child. Just jump out the window. Well, you you got some help. Kid has a target uh, on his wall in the bedroom, full of holes. So you know he's a psychopath. Uh, he went on to work for the garbage company. <laughs> mm-hmm. How do you think he gets rid of the bodies? <laughs> yeah. Poor Andy. That's what happens when you don't look after your stuff. Exactly. <laughs> Ducky. Roller, Roller Bob. Bob. <laughs> Come to the holiday party. Have a few legs. (laughs) I like to think of Ducky and Legs as the Batman and Robin of the Toy Story universe. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, his head's a Pez dispenser. Mm Mm-hmm. Sounds vaguely familiar. No, it's funny. When you watch this movie in 4K, you'll notice that some of the textures aren't there yet. <laughs> yeah. But you don't really notice, <laughs> you know, it, it, for unless you're unless you've seen the movie a thousand times. Damn HD. <laughs> Exposing all the flaws. pull up all craft pull up like right here look at that wood there ugh yeah. Very 3DO. <laughs> well, it's, it's got almost like a pre-rendered look. Yeah. 
control. And then he dies. And I'm I'm watching it. I I guess the computer I'm watching it on. If I mean if it, it's probably in two K. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you're not watching it on a four K monitor? I no. Okay. I'm watching it on my i uh, Mac laptop. Uh, Should watch it in point five K. Yeah. I mean, it's gorgeous in four K, but. Sure it is. <laughs> I I never noticed this before, but the uh the um I can't even think the fuse disappeared when he stood up and walked away. <laughs> that kid's got some messed up teeth. Yeah, I was about to say, he needs to go to a dentist, like, ASAP. Well, he's got braces. I don't think they're helping. Yeah. <laughs> this this really messed me up. <laughs> like, oh, my God! <laughs> so, can the toys move in front of humans if they want to? Or is it sort of a magic thing where they can't? Sir, you're asking too many questions. I'm going to have to ask you to get off all off the way of my back. <laughs> I mean, that truck doesn't look all that messed up. I don't see what's going on. <laughs> Zoinks! <laughs> <laughs> and here's where he was messed up for life. I'd rather play with video games now. (laughs) Looks like she got a brand new doll out of the deal. Yeah. Not a full waste. I never really noticed him doing the finger guns to everybody, the, the buzz. He's kind of pointing at everybody like, you, who, you, (laughs) you, you, whoever you are. I'm too small. Go. Like hell you will. Well, shit. (laughs) Catch Uh. the truck. (laughs) Dog ain't quite done yet. (laughs) Yeah, that's a terrible character model. Yeah. That's the only thing that kind of breaks this movie for me is how bad that dog looks. How is that dog running that fast? (laughs) 
no <laughs> that looks like it hurts yeah that looked like it hurt like a mother trucker you know i have a hard time opening that how is he i know <laughs> <laughs> can't get two humans to open that much less a toy right? why is there hardly anything in there they only took necessary possessions. I know. A whole family moves. There's like four boxes. And my headcanon, she just is getting a, a divorce from Andy's dad, and that's why she has to move out of the house. <laughs> so she's leaving the furniture and all that. RC is one of my favorite toys from the entire franchise. Yeah. I think it's cool that RC is um, at the, I think it's the movie, uh, All-Star Movie Resort. Mm Mm-hmm. So you can sit on them and take a picture. Yeah. <laughs> nice job, Clavin. That's right. Sweet mother of Abraham Lincoln. <sighs> oh my oh my god. Uh <laughs> what a bunch of assholes right <laughs> uh, karma's about to punch potato head in the mouth though <laughs> yeah turbo so if the right, car is get that nitrous going, if the car is sentient, why can't he drive himself? Again, these are great questions, sir. <laughs> I'm going to have to ask you. So the movie can happen. Yes. <laughs> We've made a terrible mistake. He should have been Stretch Armstrong. Yes. Well, that's licensing. Well, I mean, they could get Mr. Potato Head and everything else. They couldn't get <laughs> Stretch well, Armstrong. Well, originally, Bo Peep was going to be Barbie. But Hasbro was like, no. <laughs> Hakuna Matata playing in the car I see what they did there right poor Slinky he's never going to be the same stupid car it's not his fault should have had better batteries
<laughs> Damn it. <laughs> no, no, no. Wait a minute. The foreshadowing from before is helping us. Yeah, it would have taken Brilliant. considerably longer than that. <clears throat> Iconic shot. Yes. Shocking that none of the Toy Story attractions have something like this. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> Fuck you, potato head. <laughs> Not today, Woody. <laughs> fly, fat ass, fly. <laughs> <laughs> Another iconic. This movie is filled with iconic <laughs> shots. Yes, it is. We're aiming for that small exhaust port in the ocean. <laughs> it's only two meters wide. Buzz is like, yeah, I used to bullseye womp rats back home. They're much, not much bigger than two meters. I love you. If I remember right, that was the final level of the Toy Story game where you have to actually land in Andy's van. Oh, that would make sense. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Anybody else have barrel of monkeys when they were a kid? Oh, yeah. What a I think everybody did. What a crap toy. It really was. <laughs> brown chicken, brown cow. Oh, so we know something about Rex. Right, yeah. <laughs> Way to go, I know. Way to hope. <laughs> I should check. <laughs> I love this. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That movie went by so fast. It did. It's only an hour and 17. Wow. Not including credits. At least an hour and a half. I, uh, 
I would love to watch every other Pixar movie with <laughs> just to go through the historical significance of all of them. <laughs> right. But, you know, like with the, the, the next Pixar movie was A Bug's Life. And mm -hmm. that had Kevin Spacey in it, of all things. Um, interestingly enough, they had multiple Bugs Life attractions at Disney World and Disneyland, including It's Tough to Be a Bug, where the role of Kevin Spacey was actually played by an Imagineer that sounded just <laughs> like him. <laughs> you know what was funny? I don't remember anything from A Bug's Life. Really? Wow. I mean, I saw it in the theater, and that's it. And I haven't seen it since. And I don't remember a thing about the that one. I still say one of the lines, like just out of nowhere as a joke. The, I'm a beautiful butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> I get that movie mixed up with ants. Remember ants? Because they both came yeah, out around the same time. Yeah, because that movie was time. actually made as a response. You see, <clears throat> Jeffrey Katzenberger was was the guy that I was telling you about earlier. He was actually the head of Disney animation at the time that this movie was made and he actually was ousted from the disney corporation pretty shortly after this movie was released huh. he went to and helped create dreamworks with steven spielberg david geffen and katzenberg is why it was sgk in the very beginning so ah, katzenberg okay. makes sense exactly they created uh the animation division to specifically fuck over disney so <laughs> you know it's funny they, you say that the k stands for katzenberg i never knew that i know the sg stood for spielberg and Ste geffen. spielberg and geffen k is katzenberg huh, i never and, knew that right and the thing with that is that he's he's the guy responsible for ants he knew he knew that uh, a bug's <laughs> life was in production and he did that on purpose because he wanted people to confuse the two the uh the, the other interesting thing is is that uh he was also responsible for producing shrek which was a huge middle finger to disney in fact the, the uh the reason why the design for lord farquaad looks like he does is because he looks just like michael eisner <laughs> <laughs> and and if you say his name with an english accent that's how he feels about michael eisner yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny how they used, um, you know, Disney got famous off of using um, things like Cinderella and, you know, <clears throat> things like that. Yeah. And those are all like public domain things. Right. Mm -hmm. And and the interesting thing, Shrek is not public domain. <laughs> Shrek. Yeah, but all the stuff on that a, was in. All the stuff that was in Shrek is public domain. Right. The stuff in and around it, like Pinocchio and, uh, you know, Cinderella and Snow White and all that kind yeah. of stuff, the ugly stepsisters and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, the uh, Shrek himself, the story itself, uh, was based on a book. And uh, originally, Shrek was God. Well, why am I going into Shrek all of a sudden? <laughs> we can save that for. We'll another, save but... <laughs> that for when we do Shrek because yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of interesting stories about the making of that film, including who originally was going to play Shrek. Maybe we should add that to the uh, list for possible December commentaries. Well, it's Hanukkah now, and the reason why that's important is because uh, Shrek is 
from a Jewish writer. So it's a, uh, I mean, it would have been fit more fitting if we did it now, but Carly Wiesel, one of the people that uh, I listened to her podcast, uh, Very Amusing, which is a theme park podcast, and she does Shrek Sember. So all of December is Shrek based. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, so I like we, that. Right. So every episode is about Shrek and his connections to Hanukkah, basically. <laughs> so, yes, I, I believe Shrek could be a good contender for the December movie. We could do that. We could add that. Uh, I don't know what uh, are you going to use that as your your pick for December? Sure, why not? I don't know where I'd find it to watch it, but yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know what it's on. We'll have to look up and see it where it's on. It might be on Peacock. I think it's 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 a it's a Dreamcast movie, but I think Universal owns Dreamcast now. Stand by, um, I'm looking it up right now. You mean DreamWorks? Dreamcast is a Sega. I'm console. sorry, DreamWorks. Sorry, <laughs> uh, it is available to stream on Hulu. Hulu, okay. Hulu. I've got Hulu. Hulu. We could do well, that. Now that was uh, that was Toy Story. What'd you guys think? Uh, it's been a while since I've seen it, and holy crap, does it still hold up? It's it's garbage. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I was fourteen, I was less impressed with it than I am now, and I think a lot of that was the fact that I I was aging out of children's movies. But you know, when I go back and watch it, I enjoy it more every time. So I am. I'm right here just absolutely loving the series. I love the characters more than I love this movie. You know, my favorite Toy Story anything is uh, Partysaurus. And I don't know if you've ever seen that. If you have not, it is on Disney+. Plus. It's where, uh, where Rex tries to become like the super party guy to impress all of the other toys. And uh, like it, 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 he he put he throws this huge party in the bathroom and floods, and floods the tub. And uh, one thing was fun, that, like a toy is thrown to the bottom of the tub, and all the the tub toys are there at the bottom, uh, glowing and everything. And when he hits the ground, he's like, "What up, fishes?" And I'm like, "Oh my god, that's hilarious!" <laughs> How have I never heard of this? Me I neither. I want to go watch this. Oh, Party Saurus Rex, it's great. Well, that's definitely Uh, something I'm putting on the list. Yeah, for sure. I think for me, because as I mentioned earlier, I was nine when this came out. So I think I was at one of the perfect ages because this appealed to me directly, you know, because what I loved about the basic story of it is that it is every person has thought of it when they were a kid. What do your toys do? Right. whenever you're not at home or you're not in your room like would they come to life and it yeah. captures that i think beautifully and I, I it's been a very long time since i've watched it but i i love it every time i love the series i'm with wally 100% i like the characters i think more than the series and i think they get better as the series goes on right. it's in toy story 3 you know we mentioned the incinerator scene I just remember like being emotional when that happened because I'm like, this can't be how these characters go out. But the the way they captured the actual ending was was perfect. So I, I had a blast going back and watching this. Yeah, I think you were at that perfect age to 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 like it for what it was intended to be. 
Right. And um, me, I when I saw it, I you know I was 18 years old when I saw it, and um, it was it hit me in a whole different way. Like I said, it, it hit me in a way where it was like when i look when i watched it i wasn't just watching it enjoying it for what it was i was looking at it as this is what i want to do with my life like right. i want i want to make movies like this although i never realized that dream it still hits me in that way like i wish i would have i wonder what my life would have been like if i'd have been able to go down that path like mm-hmm. would i be working at disney pixar now like or you know, what would my life had been like if I had gone down that path? Well, I mean, here's a couple things. N- number one, uh, you're right about it being inspiring because this is one of those movies that made me go back and and try to find out how the hell they did it, you know? Yeah. It's one of those things that makes... You see it happen, and it happens so well, and it's the first time anybody did it in this fashion. And you're like, well, what was the process that went into this? And I do that with everything I get obsessed about. And but the thing, this to your second point that you know you want to be, you wonder how it would have been if you would have been able to to do that. If you John Lasseter was fired from Disney in the late seventies for wanting to do this. And there's still time for us to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, we're not dead yet. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, I know. I know. And in 1982, when John Lester actually saw Tron for the first time and was like, this can work. I mean, this didn't come out until like 13, 14 years later. Yeah. So, you know, there's there's plenty of time. In fact, we have the material. We just <laughs> need you to get off your ass and talk to the your contacts that you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, yeah, that... it's, it's it, it definitely is an inspiring film. Absolutely. And uh, 100%. I I enjoyed that a lot. That man, that went by so fast. Um It really it, did. But yeah, thank you to all the patrons who contribute to our Patreon every month. We do this for you guys. And um, thank you so much for for allowing us to do this for you. We enjoy doing this every month. And um, if you're listening to this after we release it to the public, um, usually the patrons get it for a week or two before the public does. If you want to get it when it comes out, you have to go over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro and uh, throw us at least a buck a month to help keep the show you know, the lights on here at Nerd Cave Retro. And uh, thank you for, for joining us. Wally, thank you for uh, hanging out with me and Derek. Of course. You know how I am with Disney history. And uh, join me and Derek every Wednesday at 8 p.m. on Twitch, twitch.tv slash jfunktastic. If you want to watch the show live, Nerd Cave Retro at 8 p.m. Central. And uh, that's about it. So, fellas, thank you very much. Happy Thanksgiving. And we will see all of you next month. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.